Thank you for tuning in to the You Thought Sports Podcast. Today we'll be debating the legitimacy of MLB's Florida-Arizona sequester plan, some possible trade rumors with the Utah Jazz, our thoughts of the NFL's best players of this upcoming decade, and of course the best sports movies of all time. I'm joined by the usual crew of Lucas, Bart, Wyatt, and we've had a birthday boy since our last episode, Aiden. Just turned old enough to get his driver's license, so please congratulate <laughs> Just kidding. Aiden just year. had a birthday, yeah. um, so wish wish Aiden a happy birthday. Um, but without... Expect some mature takes today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should be like like fine wine. They've, his takes have aged well now. So we'll start out with, um, with little sports to report on and people can find in their homes. Tensions can run high between some players press is very prone to overreact right now and we're going to do the same thing um so we're going to start with some reports on sunday that said donovan mitchell and rudy gobert's relationship in the utah in utah is not salvageable uh rudy gobert has since tried to downplay this but i'm bar i'm going to start with you on a scale of one to ten how much is donovan mitchell overreacting to this uh i think i, ha- I have to go with a with a six I think okay. so. Okay, I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit torn. I'm torn bit like middling four to six range. Um, I don't know if you if you listen to Rudy Gobert's response, he still doesn't really seem like he totally like feels bad, which is strange. Um, like he said, I don't know. One one person asked him, and he said something to the to the effect of, um, "All my teammates and I are men, and we still want to compete for a championship." You know, but like it's not really like actually addressing the issue. Um, so I. To an extent, I'm I'm with Donovan Mitchell, and that's I think why I err on the side closer to ten, and and uh, as opposed to less than five. But I do think that like at the end of the day, people make mistakes. I mean, he he obviously wasn't like really trying to get anybody sick, um, and it was just kind of stupid overall. Donovan Mitchell is healthy now. Everybody on the Jazz team is healthy now, so like it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I went with a similar approach to Bart. Um, I went with a seven, so a little bit higher, but I don't know. Rudy Gobert couldn't control getting the coronavirus. He wasn't exactly the most cautious in his treatment of it. You think of like touching the podium and high-fiving teammates and being, I don't know, a little out of control in the locker room. That being said, like at the end of the day, he didn't cause the global pandemic. There's only so much. (laughs) (laughs) There's only so much he could do in this situation. And, I don't know. I think Donovan Mitchell needs to grow up a little bit. Like, yes, Rudy Gobert was a little careless, but at the end of the day, it's not his fault all of this is happening, and I think they should probably move on. Yeah. Um, okay, well, if the, if the relationship is not salvageable, then and one of them has to be traded, who are you guys getting rid of? Gobert easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I want Gobert easily, too. He's really? a little older. I think like, it's easier yeah. to... Even aside from the fact that he is like the root of the issue here, quote unquote, uh, yeah. <laughs> As Lucas was saying, he's older, and I just think like big men are less valuable. Yeah, I think it's so. Then why would you trade like him a... if he's less valuable? Because <laughs> you want to keep the more valuable player. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean? I feel like it's easier to get like a solid defensive rim protector than I think it is like a star scorer, like Mitchell. Okay. So. Yeah, I think the Jazz, like the yeah, the Jazz identity would just be kind of um, like they'd almost be back to building from square one again if they traded Donovan Mitchell. 
Okay. Maybe that's what they need. I don't know. They're not exactly <laughs> like super super contenders in my opinion, but that's another discussion. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, next up, let's tackle uh, Stephen Curry and JaVale McGee. Stephen Curry told him that he could drop 60 points on quote-unquote anybody, despite never actually having done that. Aiden, we can start with you. What do you think of that? Uh, one, Steph Curry will drop 60. I'm sorry, will not drop 60. 10, he absolutely will drop 60 at some point. Uh, at this point in his career, I'm going to go with a 2. Uh, <laughs> I hate to be a little harsh on Steph here. I'm kind of shocked that he hasn't scored 60 at some point in his career. Like, yeah. given, you know, his, his penchant for, you know, going on streaks with his threes, like, that is pretty surprising his highest i checked is 54 at the moment which is you know respectable but most of us have hit that at, at some point during our career so you know, <laughs> not, not a super big deal um but honestly at this point he's past his prime he's still like a very effective player but i feel like if he was ever gonna do it like later in his prime it was gonna be this year when there was no one else on the warriors to score any points um and honestly like he should be taking all the shots anyway so you know 60 a game might might have been uh, what he should have been going for to take shots away from Wiggins, um, but uh, <laughs> but in the future, you know, once once they're back competing for you know at least at least the playoffs and probably the championship next year, I don't I don't see Steph you know going for sixty at any point. Like he's he's too far into his career, and they've got too many other talented players. So I agree. I I didn't go as low as a two. I'm a little bit higher, and I'm at a four. <laughs> Um, I was trying not to do five. I originally had a five and I thought, I think Steph Curry mm. can do it. I don't think he'll ever get the opportunity to do it. I think that yeah. with him breaking his hand, the Warriors are also going to watch him a little bit more closely going forward. He's going to mm. get a lot more rest. They're going to pull him late in games, especially if they're winning. Uh, I think that he definitely has the skill set that he can do it. And I think that he... Maybe I mean maybe I'll be wrong and one night he'll drop like sixty one. But considering that he's he's never done it, which is crazy to me that he's never done it, even yeah. in those two MVP years, it kind of makes me believe that he won't do it going forward, especially after this year. I think I don't know though. Yeah, I I agree. But like the one the one thing is like all it takes is one supernova night, right? Like when Clay went off, um, like what it yeah. was. It? 13 threes or whatever it's like i could yeah, see what it, cool. having it was like six dribbles or something that. like that too yeah. <laughs> like just a weird yeah you know how many did clay have that night did he eclipse 50 i'm not, yeah sorry to... i thought he i thought he eclipsed 60 um, but, no. he eclipsed 60 for oh, sure he did oh wow so clay he got he got 260 okay so clay exactly. is at 60 but steph is not at 60 mm. wow I feel like, like Steph is owed this, but I just, yeah, I, I don't think so. And he did he did that in 29 minutes, apparently, too. He only had two <laughs> rebounds, though. <laughs> yeah. So, was it worth it? Yeah, was it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, Jared, we're going to talk about your favorite player in the entire world. Uh, <laughs> so, Dak Prescott has hosted a party during quarantine, and he also did a workout with Des Bryant uh, a couple weeks ago. Jared, on a scale of 1 to 10, scale 1, you're not concerned. 10, very concerned. How concerned are you on Dak Bryant, or sorry, excuse me, on Dak Prescott's behavior? You know, earlier I would have been, like, higher at, like, a 7 or 8, but I'm only at, like, a 4. The Cowboys have since <laughs> talked to him and Zeke. Uh, it's, it's a good thing that him and Zeke are together, at least, in that, that there's chemistry there, I think, 
Dak is a good leader, but hopefully we don't start seeing um, headlines that he's a very selfish player, that he's lost a locker room. If we start seeing that, then we'll we'll look back at this at a, as a big turning point, but hopefully, hopefully it's not. So I'm going with a four. What about you, Wyatt? I'm going to take your score and I'm going to double it. I'm going with an eight. <laughs> I'm very concerned about Dak. Uh, he's he's losing his ways. He's not getting a contract. He's kind of just lost his mind a little bit, and I think he's acting out like a like a teenager would when you tell him they can't go outside. So he's uh he's just trying to postpone the NFL season as long as he can, so he, he doesn't go eight and eight again oh this year. Yeah. If he gets the season canceled, <laughs> he technically didn't lose any games. So that's what he's oh. going for. Yeah, how do you view a seven and seven season? Yeah, better or worse? Six and six, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Could yeah. be an improvement. And like, isn't Must the whole thing about. with quarterbacks, they're supposed to be like, have good judgment? Like, I feel like Dak Prescott is <laughs> oh, not right. showing the capacity for good judgment here. That's true. <laughs> but really, though, there was like 30 people at Dak Prescott's party. Yeah, like, it, legitimately, that, that that is not smart. That is not smart at all. So. <laughs> yes, that's one way of putting it. Okay, so... Next up, we are going to uh, maintain the NFL theme here. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the NFL released their all-decade team, meaning uh, between 2010 and 2019, the best players on both sides of the ball. So we're going to take our own spin on that. And uh, instead of just destroying the NFL's decision, some of which were suspect, we're going to predict what we think the 2020 to 2029 all-decade team will look like. So each of us uh, was tasked with picking players for one position group. We'll go through and uh, list our choices, and then we'll have a discussion of whether we think those choices make sense or not. And hopefully by the end, we will have come up with some some uh, you know reasonable consensus on, on who will be where for which position groups. So, uh, Lucas, let's start with you. You had quarterbacks. Present your case. <laughs> All right, so I've been told I have about 30 seconds to do this, so I'm going to run through it. So my two quarterbacks uh, of the decade for the next decade are Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think you saw last season, electric, running and passing, 3,100 yards passing, 1,200 yards rushing, and they went 14-2. and They did lose their first playoff game, but I think that's just part of growing pains and learning how to play in that environment, and I think, book it, he wins the Super Bowl this decade. Uh, Second... I'm going with Joe Burrow. This one's purely in gut. He hasn't played an NFL game yet, but he just I think he has like the it factor. Um, his stats last season being the best in college football history, I feel like you can't just overlook that. The 76.3% completion percentage jumps to mine. Accuracy translates well to the NFL. Uh, I don't know if he stays with the Bengals the whole time, but I think he is on that end of the decade list. So what was the thought process on leaving Patrick Mahomes off the list? Or was there a thought process on that? <laughs> I was going to ask the same thing. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe he gets hurt. Uh, I think <laughs> that, that was... Uh, <laughs> the thought process might not have been there. I was going for potential as opposed to current success. So you think Joe but, Burrow will be better than Patrick Mahomes at some point in his career? I think he has the potential to be better than Patrick Mahomes <laughs> at some point in his career. Yes I'm or not no? It'll happen. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go yes. Wow. Oh, go hot take. Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> 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 Call me back in 2029 <laughs> when I look like an idiot. But yeah, long term. I think. Bucket. Okay. Yeah. I think I could give you Lamar Jackson, but I won't. I, I mean, I would put Patrick Mahomes over both those people first, and then we would decide maybe on that personally yeah. that's fair 
Yeah, I think, I think Joe Burrow is just hard to keep on because we haven't actually seen him in the NFL at all. I do agree he's got a, a ton of potential, but that's still... Yeah. Yo, the SEC is the NFL, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. People have been saying that for a while. <laughs> okay, what about what about Deshaun Watson? You don't think he edges out either of those guys? No. Not if he's on the Texans. The Texans really? are a walking nightmare of an organization. Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, but if he like they keep trading away all his weapons, like what's he going to do? Yeah. What about Russell? I mean, you don't think Brandon Cooks is a weapon? <laughs> He's not an upgrade. Yeah. From okay, what yeah. they used to have. <laughs> uh, Russell? Russell's too old. No way. I don't think he. Yeah, Tom, he Tom Brady. Tom thing. Brady made the list, and he's like forty-three now. Russell's thirty-one. So he'll be forty-one Check at the end me. of the decade. Right. That's <laughs> a good point, but I just can't see it oh, as much as I can see. I well, Tom Brady's Tom a Brady. an exception. Yeah, to the rule. So why couldn't Russell be? I don't know. I don't know. He could be, but I'm just I'm if I'm putting my bets on it, I'm gonna bet on a guy who has never played in an NFL. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. I, I so. would I would petition to have Patrick Mahomes replace Joe Burrow. I'd be I could live with Patrick Mahomes. I, I think everybody. Yeah. I think even I agree. I, I'll I'll allow Patrick Mahomes to replace Joe Burrow on the list. <laughs> I'll right. allow it. <laughs> all right um our next position group uh is going to be given to us by wyatt and wyatt has the wide receivers so take it away uh so i tried to pick guys my criteria when i was picking guys are guys who are going to play at least five years into the the next decade so uh, most of these guys are actually relatively young i think the oldest one is 27 so 27 year old odell beckham jr is my wide receiver one I got Michael Thomas, who had a huge year this year. Tyreek Hill. And then I picked Jerry Judy, uh, the wide receiver from this coming wide receiver group, as my guy in the fourth spot. <clears throat> Jared, what do you think? Okay, so I'm going to – I'll push back on Odell a little bit. Not that he's not a great talent, but he's actually never been named to a first-team all-pro team, which I think – isn't really a knock on him, but just shows that other people have performed better in those years individually that I think would edge him out on it. If you're thinking of top four players of the decade and you haven't made a first team all pro yet, I mean, he still has a chance, but I, I would I would put somebody like De- I think you could put somebody like DeAndre Hopkins up there. He's only twenty seven. Larry Fitzgerald was old and made the list. So Larry Fitz- I almost put Larry Fitzgerald in here. If he ever retires. <laughs> yeah. Still the craziest, the craziest stat ever. He has more tackles than he has drops. Uh, yeah, that oh, is wow. crazy. We I saw that. Certainly. But Odell has um, posted yeah, that's, that's... Um, five out of six seasons with over a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, and he's a generational I mean... type talent. I think that he can make it on that just alone. I don't know if it's necessarily based off of all pro selections. Or anything yeah. like that. And he's a rookie of the year, which I think says something. I think yeah. he's a three or four time Pro Bowler. I mean, he has accolades that go along with him. Yeah. I would say. I just that. don't know if he's going to get the opportunities to shine, like in sort of like a national spotlight that needs, I don't know, that you need to get something like this, like playing for the Browns. Like, they're not going to win as much. Like, I think the stats will be up there with the best of them. But I think, I don't know, the guys that make this list sort of are flashy, or that's what it looks like the NFL has gone for. Yeah. So I can see him looking. 
But my one argument, my one argument to that is Julio Jones, who doesn't necessarily like is on. He's not on ESPN every single night. He plays in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. which isn't like a small town by any means, but it's not New York. It's not LA. Yeah, Falcons made the Super Bowl though. Like I feel like there's like some record of success there. But Odell will make I a don't know. Okay. <laughs> book it? Book it? Yeah, book it. <laughs> book it. We're going to break our episode record for book it in the first half. <laughs> <Yeah. time. laughs> These are all hot takes. And then I'll just go book through my reasoning. Even, yeah. as well. They're not even accountable book like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, In yeah. 10 years from now, count it. Yeah, count it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but I picked Michael Thomas because I think as long as he stays with Sean Payton, he's going to be very productive. Um, I th- I picked Tyreek Hill because, like Julio, he's like a special type talent. He's a great route runner. He's explosive and he's very fast, of course. And then I picked Jerry Judy because he's the best route runner in college football, um, and he's pretty much, in my opinion, the Odell of this new group coming up. So I think that he'll have a really good NFL career. I mean, yeah, I don't know. As far as a like an in- incoming rookie receiver goes, I think. Like you could argue C.D. Lamb, maybe. Um, I, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I also you mentioned Nuke earlier. I think Nuke versus Odell Beckham is a could be a very valid uh, argument. I I don't necessarily know that I would choose Odell myself, but um, I think over, overall, yeah, overall, I agree. I'm just a little higher on Odell. I'm not changing my list. <laughs> okay. Well done then. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Aiden, why don't you take it away with the running backs? Yeah, so I've got a pretty short list, uh, just because of running backs. I find very unpredictable. So I'm going with uh, two pretty hot guys at the moment: Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so Derrick Henry, you know, I. Out of the Bama running backs, did not pick him to be the best. Uh, I assumed it would be Trent Richardson, to be honest. Uh, but it might be Derrick Henry. You know, he led the NFL in rushing yards this year. Second team All-Pro. We'll, we'll talk about later why he was second team All-Pro. Um, <laughs> but he took down the best team in the league in the playoffs. He's can showed the ability to kind of carry a team with his legs uh, this year and definitely during the playoffs. Um, and I also went with Christian McCaffrey. You know, he deserves a spot. He's got hustle. He's got heart. Um, no. um, but in all, in all realness, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just broke the bank on his contract. <laughs> exactly. He just became the richest running back in the league. Uh, so, I mean, that might take away from his motivation, <laughs> but uh, he's, a, he's a great flex player um, as telling by his first team, all pro in uh, running back and uh, flex, the, the definitely real position. Um, in terms of other players, I considered Zeke, but honestly, like Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey are, have only been like the the central running back of their offenses for like two years now, and Zeke has been four years, and I feel like four years is approaching the point where running backs start to level off. So I'm kind of worried that Zeke yeah. will has already hit a peak or is currently hitting a peak. Um, also Saquon maybe, but he's got he's got a lot of injury issues that uh, make me concerned uh, for the future and. Uh, and yeah, it makes me, it's hard to predict running backs because it's so dependent on injuries and who can actually withstand the wear and tear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I feel like he's going to make it. Yeah. I feel like a good pick might honestly be just somebody who's going to get drafted in like 2023. 
And then yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're good like, right after yeah, like three or four good years in the middle, be memorable, slightly memorable, and that's, yeah. <laughs> I will throw out that at the start of last decade, Adrian Peterson was the same age as Zeke. So mm. he could do it. But he, yeah, I agree with you, though, point. that he's yeah. he's already so many more hits ahead of the rest of them. So, right. Bart, what yeah. about your he, boy he Dalvin? Could. He definitely could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, Why Dalvin is way too air, uh, injury oh. prone. Yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love the guy, but uh yeah. I mean, I guess like Christian McCaffrey could end up breaking like both legs this yeah. year with how much they run him, so who really knows? <laughs> yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is going to carry that team. Come on. Yeah, there's <laughs> no need for McCaffrey to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Wyatt, Bridgewater's legs say? might go too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Zeke's oh, going to be able to do it longer than Derrick Henry will. Mm. Oh shoot! I don't know if Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be on like a year by year basis. I only think he maybe has like yeah. one or two years left as far mm-hmm. as like um, him being the focal point of the offense. And Zeke doesn't have like a quarterback to support him. So, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I also don't don't sleep on uh, Alvin Kamara either. I mean, I guess as long as yeah. Drew Brees oh, is still true. around. Um, that's true. Once they once they have Taysom Hill starting, who knows how efficient that offense is. <laughs> <laughs> what about what yeah, about that's fair. that's fair. What about Nick Chubb? Oh, he would have been a good. It. I think he's a good pick. Yeah, he had a I solid mean, year. Could happen. Yeah, he's always solid. People forget about him. Yeah, because yeah. he plays for the Browns. But, so. but I mean, yeah, like, not not even any I mean, of the reason. He, yeah, he almost had he almost had fifteen hundred yards last year. So. That's pretty yeah, good. That's, that's pretty legit. He always averages of like I think like like yeah like five ish yards a carry. So yeah, he's legit. He's, he's only two years in the league, so yeah. No, that's that is, that is a different definite possibility. But um, Aiden, yeah, if you have, have to add if you have to add two more running backs though, who do you who do you add? Mm, um, Zeke is definitely one of them. In terms of the the second, I don't know Chubb. That's a good point. Chubb definitely could be. Um, yeah, I'll go with Chubb. Why not? And say the the Browns make a yeah. The twenty twenties is the the Browns decade. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they woke up. Right? Odell and yeah, Odell and I Chubb, think Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, I'm mistaken. I'm picking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, moving on to our our last category, we're going to move to the other side of the ball with defensive ends. Bart, who do you have for the twenty twenty all decade defensive end team? Uh, so I, I have a couple of, I guess, like giving into the hype type picks here. My Number one uh, for me is Nick Bosa, <laughs> who had a just terrific rookie season. Um, I mean, he, he, he had nine sacks, I guess I want to say only in the regular season, but he was terrific in the playoffs as well. He actually broke PFF's record for pressures in the Super Bowl. So I think he'll have an excellent career ahead of him. Uh, Chase Young is my number two. Obviously, we haven't seen him play a single down in the NFL, but I'm giving into the hype there. I think he's going to be superb as well. I mean, like all the all the scouting reports suggest that he's just like going to be unstoppable. So, um, I guess the same thing was said about Jadavion Clowney, um, and we know how that turned out. But I'm going to be optimistic on this one. My number three is a, a guy that not many people have heard of, Josh Allen on the Jags. Um, he was really good in his rookie season this past year as well. He actually had double-digit sacks, and that was on a Jaguars defensive line that also had Clays Campbell and uh, Yannick Nagakwe, or however you say his name. Um, so I think I, I, I really like the youth factor, if you can't tell. My only pick here that's not super young is Daniil Hunter, number four. 
Um, I mean, he's he's 25, so he's not like he's super old. Um, but Daniil Hunter is just a tank. If he were younger, I would put him higher on this list. I mean, he was the youngest to ever reach 50 sacks in the NFL. Um, he blows out the other three guys, well, I guess other two guys who have had an NFL season, as far as like combined tackles and, and just like overall like other defensive contributions go outside of sacks. But since this is defensive ends we're talking about, I, I kind of erred on, on the side of sacks more so than anything. Um, but yeah, that's that's my four. What do you guys think? I think Hunter's such a homer pick for you. Dude, <laughs> of course, you picked a Vikings you, player there at the end. Do you not think that he's like a top <laughs> top three, top four defensive end in the NFL right now? No. I think he absolutely is. I, I would strongly disagree. Oh, wow. In the, I mean, in the then NFL right football. now, I mean, let, maybe in a young group of 25 and under, sure, I can give it to him. But, I mean, if you're talking about in the NFL – between the guys like Chan- Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't Miles know. Miles Garrett. Bart. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna suggest him too, actually. I don't know about all that. I. I mean, yeah, I thought about him. Um, I guess the, his season kind of getting cut short made it just made it a, a difficult pick for me. Um, I don't know. No, I I feel like J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones are both just too old for for that now. I think like to be in that discussion and like they just weren't all that productive last year either. What um, about but, what about what about? Go ahead, uh, Joey Bosa. Okay. That's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had him on my list at first too. Um, Why'd you take him off? I just. I don't know. I think he's a Vikings player on there. That's why. No, I, I, I was <laughs> I was gonna have Daniel Hunter on this list regardless. Like I said, if he were younger, he would be closer to number one for me. Um, I don't know. I think Joe Abosa would be a very valid pick. Um, like you could probably swap out Josh Allen for him. I just think Joey Bosa actually is like he had a really good rookie year, but he's he's gotten a little bit more, I guess, average in, in his I think he's played three seasons now, right? Yeah. Um so I, I don't know. I mean I think that's a totally valid pick, sure. I mean, DNs are hard because I think there are a lot of premium DNs DNs in the league, and I think Josh Allen is the real deal. So I don't know if you necessarily would take him off. Um, I'm gonna be honest; I would trade out Miles Garrett for Nick Bosa, though. Well, really? Yeah. Really? I think Nick Bosa is good. I think that he will be great. I don't know if he'll be an all-decade player. Interesting. The Ludecker brothers love those Browns players. Yeah. Odell, Nick yeah. Chubb, Miles Garrett. It's their decade. It's it's the decade definitely. of the Browns. I don't know. I would. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I would argue that Nick Bosa is already great, um, but I guess it's yeah. Miles Garrett is also valid. I also wouldn't knock a guy for being thirty years old going into this next decade. I think that. Um, like Cam Jordan and Chandler Jones, I know that you want to you'd want to go for the younger guys, and I'm kind of hypocritical because I don't have any 30 year olds in my <laughs> list. But I think that you can you can include some guys who are maybe 29, 30 years old going into the next year or next decade. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I thought it, like well, Julius Peppers didn't retire until he was like 38, so it's yeah, it's but, fair, but yeah. But your list, you changing anything? I mean, I honestly, I think if anything, I would take out Chase Young and put in Miles Garrett um, since he hasn't played it down yet. Yeah. 
but uh, All right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm content with it. <laughs> okay, the Viking player stays. All right, so we're going to move into Deservedly. one of my favorite segments. <laughs> we're going to move into one, my, one of my favorite segments, short stories. I'm going to kick it off with a little Tom Brady news. He recently filed for a trademark for Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. Uh, he's plans on selling merchandise like clothing, headwear, and footwear. Um, and then he also said he kind of responded to the trademark claim on Twitter. And he said, I never understood why Drew didn't make Drew Orleans shirts. <laughs> Which I think Drew Orleans is way better than Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady. <laughs> yeah. He's got a point that I don't know that Drew Brees maybe missed the mark on that, but I don't think. I'm look. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna see me in a Tampa Bay shirt anytime <laughs> yeah. soon. That's for sure. And I and I was thinking, I like. I spent some time trying to think of some other good names that I could pick <laughs> for other quarterbacks, and I couldn't think of any. To be honest, the oh, best wow. one I got was Pittsburgher for Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I mean, what I, what do you guys honestly think? You gonna buy a Tampa Bay Tampa Brady shirt? No, no, no because no, because like, I don't understand I'm not a Bucks art. Fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even if I was a Bucks fan, like yeah, Tampa Bay or Drew Orleans, like, which one's better? Drew Orleans. Drew Orleans for so sure. much sleeper. Yeah. yeah, I think Tampa Brady is better than Drew Orleans, but that's just me. oh, that's a hot take, yep. Jared. <laughs> yeah, it might be, but catch me in a Jorlene shirt that's my short story <laughs> there you go yeah all right uh i'm up next for the short stories and i'm gonna talk about the horse tournament specifically the imbalance in the espn <laughs> horse tournament um i watched the quarterfinals the other night um a matchup between tamika catchings and mike conley jr and mike conley jr is playing in the full basketball court he has at his house and Tamika oh catching God. is playing in like a, a driveway hoop in Indianapolis where it's like 35 degrees out and like oh very God. clearly Mike Connolly won um one time he like dribbled behind the basket and like threw it up over the top and Tamika catchings um had to like go into the grass of her backyard <laughs> to make this shot and like have her son help her um so clearly uh, you know Mike Connolly won but I think if everybody is doing this going into the future, uh, I need to level the playing field a bit. And everybody should be doing it on a backyard hoop like Tamika Catchings. It's true to the spirit yeah. of the horse game, unlike yeah. Mike Conley's corporate vision of it. So. <laughs> 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 Agreed. So People were saying Trey Young's hoop isn't even like 10 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that. So it's a fun idea, but I think you need to, you know, bring it back to the spirit of the game. Yeah. Uh, so up next, oh, we're going to talk about the Major League Baseball's midlife crisis. It's had a pretty wild off season. They've proposed a lot of crazy things in terms of new playoff formats. And the latest thing to deal with the coronavirus pandemic is they've proposed getting rid of the American League and the National League this year in favor of the Cactus League, um, who plays their games in Arizona, and the Grapefruit League, uh, which uh, plays in Florida. These are based off the spring training groups. So, Aiden, do you think we'll see this setup this year? And if so, when do you think it's going to be? I I don't think so. I think it's a little too absurd. and would just kind of invalidate the season as a whole if like you switch everything up that much. 
Um, like a huge part of baseball is like the the set rivalries, the divisions, and all that, and like that would be gone. Um, and I just don't understand what situation this would occur in. I guess if like we're still very worried about coronavirus, but we're just gonna put Arizona and Florida at risk in this case, like which is you know I guess like sure, like that's <laughs> like go for it. And you know the Mets would be in the Astros division, so I, I would love personally to watch Jacob Degrom throw bean balls at Astro players all year. Um, but as a whole, it feels kind of off. With that said, would I rather have this? Um, or no baseball and I think I'd rather have this even if it feels kind of cheap um, so um, I kind of hope it happens if it's that rather than nothing but I, I'm not sure it will yeah what do you guys think yeah you hinted on this before it does seem also kind of like a PR nightmare like in terms of just yeah. like like they were just gonna fly everybody from around the country to these two locations and then also they're gonna have to test everybody so they're like oh in addition to flying everybody in we're gonna take away like tests from people (laughs) who need it so like i i would love to have baseball back but i just don't think this is gonna be like feasible and happen i i feel like though that like it's definitely possible because yeah if you think of like the the teams as a business how long are they really going to want to hold out not playing any games? Like they're going to be by the time if we're like clamped up in June, they're going to be clamoring to get some way to get yeah. this. Especially yep. since teams like Tampa Bay already are always rumored to not have enough money and stuff like that. Like I, I don't know how long <laughs> teams can really hold out. So yeah, we'll enter the 2021 be... season with 29 teams or right, yeah, right? 28 teams. Yeah. Missing the raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i just i feel so like almost I'm, certainly if they try to rush it it's going to backfire and people will get yeah. sick yeah. And, and hurt or whatever. I agree um yeah um, yeah but our our next question related to this is which move looks more desperate so the mlb is besides this cactus grapefruit league plan is also we've also heard the option of them playing the season in japan apparently was discussed amongst owners <laughs> Uh, so does that look more desperate or does the UFC saying that they'll, they might buy a private island to host fights look more Not desperate? Not might. They already have. Dana White has already oh, they bought already the have? island. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they are desperate then if, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you deem it so. But yeah, who is more desperate in this case? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be the MLB, right? Because like mm-hmm. going to Japan isn't even like that's. That's a worse idea than the Cactus Grapefruit League, in my opinion. How, how does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because then you're not just endangering a state of people. You're literally just endangering Japanese people instead. Like, how is that better? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, at least the UFC, like, they are desperate, but it's something that's actually plausible to an extent. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think no, the yeah. UFC is more desperate, but I like it a lot more. Having a fight <laughs> island, I think, is a better idea to me than going to to japan and japan does actually kind of have the ability to host baseball games because they do have some baseball fields out there um i think it's more possible for mlb to go out there but i I like the idea of a fight island a lot more (laughs) for the ufc one yeah Yeah, i feel like the the fact that the mlb is considering this does make the cactus grapefruit league thing seem a lot more likely because if like these are our options then like I, I do not see the Japan thing happening. I mean, what time would the games be over here? Like, 
I'm assuming yeah. most of their viewers are still going to be American viewers. And, like, are they going to be recorded? Or are they going to be, like... <laughs> yeah, play games at, like, 3 a.m.? Yeah. No, I think they would be They would be played during the day, so they would be, okay. I think, night. Here. Oh, gotcha. But, and then they would play the Japanese okay. games at night. And I think the thought process is wow, that Japan is okay. further along on the curve than we are, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I doubt they're considering that idea very seriously, but yeah. it, it's interesting. Because, like, the, the Olympics are in Japan, correct? Or the yeah. were. Yeah, or they're going to be in Tokyo. The 2021 so. Olympics are in Japan, and they pushed those back. So it's kind of weird to shift the whole MLB season to Japan yeah. after right. the Olympics there were moved a year back. So. Yeah. Craziness. Crazy times. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go into our last segment, though. Um, we've all had more time to watch movies, I'm, I'm sure. Um, Tiger King is, a, is an example of everyone banding together around these movies. Movies and docuseries. So we're going to talk about <laughs> some sports movies. We're going to do what are you watching? So uh, inst- inst- instead of debating each movie in their own individual sport, we're, we created some otter couples. You still have two options. You can only pick one. The other film's destroyed. Um, first one. This is, this is movies <laughs> where the score and ending will make you ready to run through a brick wall. They're named after the main character, and they represent the two places that are most dear to Lucas. This is Rudy versus Rocky. Lucas, which one are you going with? So, like you said, this matchup means a lot to me. I'm currently sitting uh, in my parents' basement in South Philly wearing a Notre Dame t-shirt. But if you're going to make me pick, I am going to say Rocky. I think Rocky is just a better movie. You know, Rudy's great. Lots of nostalgia, like seeing them run around the lakes and sitting left, left, right, three in South Dining Hall. But it kind of relies on a lot of common movie tropes. There's a predictable ending. Like, yes, I know it's a real story. But, like, the ending doesn't feel like anything (laughs) out of the ordinary. But Rocky's just, like, a better overall film. Like, you see how he's beat down by life more and how he, like, works through it. It has the more iconic scene of him running up the art museum steps and looking down over Philadelphia. And he doesn't even win in the end. So, like, it subverts all, like, the expectations of what you think. But So it's about the journey. What about you, Wyatt? What are you picking? I'm also picking Rocky and for everything that you said, Rocky is far more iconic and somebody, or I did a little bit of research on Rudy and it completely ruins Rudy's for me. This is not even like a hundred percent accurate <laughs> that they never oh. chanted. They never chanted for him to get into the game at the end, right? They never did the Rudy. <laughs> and then um, the players never actually laid down their jerseys. The captain just suggested that he should be able to play in the game. Which makes it way more lame to me, to the idea that um, of Rudy. And also, the janitor wasn't real. It was like four different janitors. <laughs> so, if it was it's four characters movie. put into one. I know, but it's so much more lame than Rocky. Yeah, but, so Ro- Rocky's but what part far of Rocky more is iconic. Real? <laughs> Rocky's not pretending to be real. Yeah, I We know, know Rocky's real. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we're going to move on to films that are a work of art. The epitome of cinema and are very invested in using sports as a devastating allegory. I'm sorry, I didn't go to Notre Dame. As a devastating (laughs) allegory for human conditions. Bart, your pick between Moneyball or Raging Bull? Yeah, I mean, I think when the question is framed this way, I just, I I don't see any choice. It has to be Raging Bull, in my opinion. I love Moneyball. I love the character of Billy Bean. I, I like it's a very satisfying um, story and, and lesson, I guess. But like Raging Bull is just, it's yes, it's it's dark, it's intense. It, it definitely is more like introspective. 
Uh, Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro just both did a terrific job with that movie. And I, I think, yeah, it's it leaves you like thinking about life, I think, quite a bit more than Moneyball does. Oh, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on that part, um, despite maybe never having ever seen Raging Bull. Um, <laughs> from re- reading the, the Wikipedia description of it, I'm, I was not particularly um, um, tempted to see it. Um, you know, I'm going to read it. Robert De Niro stars as Jake LaMotta, an Italian-American middleweight boxer whose self-destructive and obsessive rage, sexual jealousy, and animalistic <laughs> appetite destroyed his relationship with his wife and family. Like, woof. That, is, that sounds like some drama. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going with Moneyball. Um, I'm a sucker for some stats. You know, I don't, I don't need to watch the, the sport itself. I've, fun fact, I never actually watched a, a baseball game, uh, but I've... Um, <laughs> The box scores, man, they really do it for me. No, I have watched the baseball game, but box scores, great. Um, all jokes aside, it's a lovable movie. It has the A's, you know, the, the most lovable team of all. Uh, I wish they would just actually win something for once. Uh, but Billy Bean's a great character. It's, you know, turning the, the baseball world upside down to an extent uh, with kind of an inspirational story. And I'm taking that, that uplifting tale um, over Raging Bull and all of its sexual jealousy um but <laughs> all right that's fair all i'm saying is if you get rid of the movie moneyball you still have the book at least so it's like whereas if you get rid of that's... raging bull you just have well i guess you still have jake lamato's real life story but you know what that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real person bart yeah Moneyball's a real life story is it not but that's true it is yep. <laughs> um but anyway moving on to our next one uh, we've got a very specific category in which the antagonist plays for a team with Cobra in the name. Uh, and astute viewers would notice that the antagonists are essentially the same person at varying stages of life. Uh, Wyatt, are you picking the Karate Kid or Dodgeball? <laughs> I'm picking Dodgeball. <laughs> I love Dodgeball. And Jared and I were sitting around on Easter. We're going over it through some of the... Uh dodgeball like little trivia and there's a lot of trivia and i don't have any of it in front of me unfortunately but i do have some iconic lines from dodgeball that if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball great one uh that's a bold move cotton let's see if it pays off great one and then you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat which is my one of my favorite ones and of course they also birthed espn 8 the ocho which is now host of the marble racing, the juggling stuff that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So dodgeball all the way. <laughs> yep. Why it basically took the, the words out of my mouth. It like might be the most quotable movie of all time. Um, I still remember like so many scenes from it. Whereas the karate kid is, uh, I mean, it's also a good movie, but just quite a bit more for, forgettable in my opinion. So I, I go with dodgeball as well. Uh, next up, let's take a look at Kevin Costner movies in which everyone else at one point or other thinks he is crazy. Uh, Lucas, draft day or field of dreams? What do you take? Field of dreams all day. First, it has the iconic line, if you will, that they will come. It intersperses history, uh, bringing in sleepless or shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, Draft day, it's about the Browns. And I don't know if I want to watch a tragedy um, in these times it's all oh. the Browns. Um, also I've seen Field of Dreams and I haven't seen Draft Day and I don't oh. like trying new things so I'm going Draft Day has with, a happy yeah. ending the Browns thing is is not valid for that mm, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I went back and forth on this one, but I think I'm going to go with draft day. I like watching movies that are more recent, to be honest. I don't really know why I just do. Um, I, I think this one has a lot of cool drama, and it's not ruined by knowing what happens at the end. Um, not that Field of Dreams is ruined by that, but I, I just like the ride of draft day a little better. It has more momentum for me, so that's why I picked Next up, we're going to go with two movies based on a true story. Um, we've got Miracle or Remember the Titans. Aiden, who do you have? Uh, I'm going with Remember the Titans. You know, I love some intense Denzel speeches. Uh, one of the best football movies ever. Um, also love watching Ryan Gosling getting burned consistently <laughs> on defense. That is, is a very satisfying thing to watch. Um, but in terms of Miracle... Very good movie, um, but like we all know what happens, you know. It's it's just you know it's <laughs> we know the story, you know. I'm, I'm more of a Mighty Ducks guy myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no, um, but but yeah, I I, I got to go with Remember the Titans. And are you a supporter of the Soviet Union? <laughs> <laughs> Don't help me like that. <laughs> so it was a very sad day, in, yeah, in my history. <laughs> Wyatt what are you feeling on this who's your pick I'm picking remember the titans because not only is it one of the best football movies of all time I think it's the best sports movie of all time it is one of my favorite movies Uh, like you said the Denzel Washington speeches and then of course sunshine sunshine walked so Trevor Lawrence could run he was (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was the first of a new generation so I remember the titans all the way alright <clears throat> a real portrait of America widely considered to be the most important sports movies of all time versus the bloated docuseries that nobody asked for Hoop Dreams or The Last Dance the 10 part series Jared what are you picking I'm, I, w- w- without having seen either of these films I'm going with Hoop Dreams I, I, do we do we really need again? Do we really need ten parts about Michael Jordan, a story we all know? It's only about one season. Do we really need that? I'm going with hoop dreams. See, Jared said there's an obvious correct answer, but I think he's very wrong <laughs> in what his obvious correct answer is. Who wants to hear a movie about the or watch a movie about the intersection of race and class and sports in America that gets to the soul of what it is when you could feed Michael Jordan's already overinflated ego for not one, <laughs> not five, but ten hours. Yeah. So I'm going to last dance. No questions <laughs> asked. You convinced me. Yeah, you convinced me. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, Hoop Dreams is an excellent film. So for those of you who haven't seen it at Jared, put it on your docket. I've never Got seen it. it. Isn't it? How long yeah. is it? Four hours? It's like three hours, yeah. Three hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The director, yeah. too, did a 30 for 30 on The Trial of Allen Iverson, which is also super good and super similar, if anybody has some time. Ooh. Subscribe Ooh. to ESPN Plus so I could watch all the 30 for 30s. <laughs> I mean, it's this. No, honestly, so. that would be a good way to pass time currently is to um, watch a bunch of 30 for 30s. I did not even yeah, I'm like five mm. deep already. It's going well. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're always happy to have you. Please, um, you know, tweet your interest at youth at you thought Media, um, our Twitter account, uh, with any of your, your takes on our takes. Uh, please tear us apart. Let us know um, 
how stupid we are and, and also how wrong we will be about all the buckets that were made tonight. Um, and don't <laughs> worry, we will, we will be held accountable for those um, exactly in 10 years. Uh, but anyway, tune in next week for another, another new episode. And uh, yeah, see you then.